Well, good morning out there in Radio Land. This is August the 8th, 2023. And what a day the Lord has made. What a glorious day it is to be alive. This is the day that the Lord has made. Well, guess what? We're going to rejoice and we're going to be glad in it. Amen. This is the day of the impossible. Amen. This is the day where nothing, nothing is impossible. And that whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, he is more than enough, friend. He's more than enough. Miss Hannah, how are you doing this morning? I'm good this morning. Amen. I just don't have my coffee, but you know what? It's all right. Well, I have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can charge me up more than coffee can. Uh, How about that? Because you know what? I have a good segue. (laughs) I have a $20 storehouse gift card that we're going to give away for this two-week drawing. Somebody donated, uh, Pastor Dwayne Kidd donated back the other day. And so that's the drawing prize for this two weeks. So um, I guess you can take a morning off one of these days and try to get your name in for this drawing. Um, (laughs) And then you can make sure you have your coffee next time. Um, But no, we do have that. That's going to be our two-week trivia prize is a $20 gift card to the Storehouse Coffee Shop. And so um, down in Litchfield, Kentucky. So uh, how about that segue, huh? You can have your coffee <laughs> if somebody feels gracious enough to maybe whoever wins the card will share. True. Hey, well, I, I'll offer some of my wisdom, <laughs> coffee wisdom with whoever gets this card. <laughs> I have my favorite order memorized from Storehouse, and it's like very low sugar because it's sugar-free flavoring. Yeah. So if anyone wants to call in and get some sugar-free coffee recipes just call in 270-257-2689 i will share i'll help people out uh sugar free you cutting out sugar is a a great thing uh i really like sugar cookies though (laughs) sugar cookies are where it's at uh miss joanne lines over at the school makes probably the best sugar cookies in the world um i asked her one time if she would consider living um, next to me in the new heavens and the new earth so that she can make cookies for rest of eternity and I can partake of the goodness of them. Um, and so, or I said, at least just smell them baking. Like I just need you in the vicinity where I can smell them at least. She really does make phenomenal cookies. Um, you don't even want to know how much I paid for her cookies in the, sh- in the cook-offs at um, wow. the youth ranch. I've invested quite a bit into her cookies, uh, but it was good. It was for a good cause. Uh, so, but we have a couple of great announcements coming up. August twenty fourth, First Baptist uh, doors open at five thirty. Uh, Man up begins at six. Uh, Cameron Mills is going to be the guest speaker there, former UK basketball player. So that's going to be an incredible night. Again, that's August the 24th. Uh, we have Young Adults Group here next Monday night, as long along with our adult Bible study too. Um, so everybody's adults, not big boy club and little boy club. It's just <laughs> uh, making different outlets for people to come together and learn the word and grow in community and grow in the Lord. And that begins at what time, Hannah? It will. Our group uh, starts at 6.30. And the adult Bible study, uh, 6 o'clock, starts here at Bethel Fellowship. Um, And so that's this coming Monday night. We're having spaghetti, baked spaghetti for young adults. And um, 
Surprise, Heather. Uh, she's listening <laughs> on the way to work. Surprise. Um, but no, we are excited for that. And I uh, mentioned to the group when you brought that up. Uh, well, someone said, "Well, can we bring any sides to go with it?" And I was like, "Hey, bring whatever you want to. The more, the um, merrier." Usually, cheesecake goes really good with spaghetti. Uh, that is true. And I did say I would bring some cheesecake, but I threw out the the ideas of um, of garlic bread and salad because that goes well with spaghetti too. Yeah. So who knows? We might have a full course meal here. You never know. I would love that. I love to eat, and I love to talk about the Word of God with a group of young people. So um, what a what a Monday night that's coming up. Amen. Um, and then we've got what else, Hannah, coming on the horizon? Um, we have – I've updated our events page on the app. We might have a few more things to add, but we also have the Come Out in Jesus' Name movie. Um, I put that on there. Um and that will be August 18th, uh, which is Friday, a Friday at 7 p.m. in the sanctuary, 7 central time. Um, and so I've already had some people. I, I was surprised at how many people shared it on Facebook. We have a lot of shares on there. So that was awesome to see everybody getting the word out there. Um, some people from different churches too sharing it. Um, and I've already got some phone calls about it. People asking, wanting to, wanting to be there. So we're, we're excited. Um, it's definitely not like we talked about this. It's not a movie that you're, we're coming and we're eating popcorn. Like we're just sitting back eating some popcorn, having a good old time. What about kettle corn? (laughs) Or kettle corn. (laughs) Um, it, similar to the passion of the, I mean, I'm not saying it's like the passion of the Christ, but like when it comes to the weightiness of it, you know, um, we showed the passion of the Christ here in the sanctuary too. And I think Ethan made a comment about, all right, who's bringing the popcorn? (laughs) And we're like, um, he had never watched it before, uh, but it's not a movie. It It's gut wrenching. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it really, it's not just your typical sit back movie. It's a movie to come be engaged in a movie to come and, you know, let the spirit work and move yeah. in us. Um, and so that's how this movie is. It's not just for fun, although we're excited because the Lord is exciting and there's no telling what he's going to do. Um, but we just encourage everybody again to bring um, paper, pen, something to just take some self-reflection throughout the movie. And then if you look on the app or Facebook or whatever, um, then you can see that, of course, if you're bringing your kids to just use your parental discretion um, because there is real footage in there. There's some intense stuff in there, um, but it's very profitable um, so just use that, use that, uh, judgment with, with your kiddos, but we're super excited for that. Um, and we will be showing it again. If you miss it this time, we're going to try to find a time to show it again. Um, not sure on that, that other showing date though. So that's the, did you mention the harvest yet? That was no. the only other one I had. I have not. Ethan texted and said he can always eat popcorn. We know this, Ethan. Um, but not kettle corn. <laughs> well, not kettle corn. Uh, <laughs> all right. But we do have the Harvest Crusade coming up as well. That's September 10th, 11th, and 12th. Um, that's going to be an amazing three nights. So we're we're praying and seeking the Lord to give us the harvest that is open, um, that is ready, that has been prepared. And we're just going to believe God for a great three nights there. Sunday night will be at um, six o'clock and Monday and Tuesday night will be at seven o'clock. And so we're just really anticipating a move of God. We're expecting like we're expecting 
expecting God to move in big ways and souls to come to Christ and life forever changed by his good news and his power and his grace and his mercy. And so those are, again, September 10th, 11th and 12th. And then we also want to be in prayer for our academy here. Uh, Bethel Christian Academy starts back to school today. Um, We prayed over Brett County. We've um, been seeking the face of the Lord over the school systems as they open back up for the year. Um, Boy, Jefferson County's got themselves in a whole slew of messes up there. And I think they're already shut down for the year. I mean, for for the rest of this week um, because of bus schedules. And I think, uh, what was it, Wednesday night, I've, I've heard all these reports in Jefferson County. Um, the last kid got off the bus at 10 o'clock PM. Oh my goodness. And it's a mess. And so it's such a mess, the transportation that they actually already canceled school. And it seems like Jefferson County has not gone to school as much as they have gone to school since 2020. Yeah. And so, um, be in prayer for that school system because honestly the ones that suffer are the kids, Yeah. you know, and, um, that system has, the system has, um, need a prayer greatly anyways, to say the least, um, not just Jefferson, the system across the, the nation and the educational system that our kids are receiving. And to, unfortunately, far too often, it's more indoctrination than it is education. And we see that playing out all across. And then when parents step in, they're told stuff like, well, you don't really have a say over what your kids learn. You better believe we do because they're our kids. Our kids are not the kids of this nation. Our kids are our kids. Amen. And God has given them his arrow and our quiver. And you have every right to have a say what your kids are being taught and not being taught. And you should stand up and you should stand against the ideologies of the enemy and the satanic agendas that is being produced. And and people's not even knowingly do it. They think they're just going about life. But really what it is is it's satanic missions and satanic agendas. And they're trying to infiltrate and brainwash our children. I mean, I'm, it's not i'm not i'm not kind of like a conspiracy theory throwing stuff out no this is real this life. is i mean this was going back always to alice bailey in the not, early 1900s when she wrote her 10-point plan it was all about changing the minds of kids and anytime the enemy goes after really influencing culture he does not he, he don't go after the adults he goes after the children and the teenagers and this is why it's so important to pray for our kids last night um I gather the kids up before because I won't see them off before school um, since I'm on the radio this morning. So I gathered them last night. We prayed together before the first day of school and um, prayed for each kid. And um, it's important as dads and moms, we do that Yeah. Uh, um, because the enemy has a plan. But we want to make sure they know God has a better plan. Amen. And um, I was I had a. Um, the blessing to sit with somebody at lunch yesterday that was kind of unexpected. They just popped in. So it was, it was a Lord, I believe. And we just had this great conversation, but we began to talk about how the attack of the enemy with all of these, um, transgenderism movement, all of this confusion, all of this, it's really a, it's really a ploy of the enemy to confuse the innocent ones, the children about who they are and what mm-hmm. God has created them to be and about their identity in Christ and that they are wonderfully and fearfully created in the image of God and that he has known them before the, they were in the mother's womb. He, all these things that the scripture gives us about children, the enemy's trying to rip that because he does not want them on solid footing. And so he lives with confusion. I mean, that's what he lives with. He lives with not just identity confusion and saying there's infinite amount of genders. And I don't know if I'm a cat. I don't know if I'm a dog. I don't know if I'm a girl. I don't know if I'm a boy. Really what's inside of that, if we take time to unpack it, 
is that the enemy does not want you to have identity. He wants you always confused. He always wants you guessing, and he never wants you to find out who you are in Christ and what God has created you to really be. Amen. And so he's trying to rip destiny. And and destiny is a word that's thrown around way too loosely. It's abused way too much, but God has a plan for each of us. And if you're listening to my voice, God has a plan for you, and he Amen. has a purpose for you, and he has created you for something um, specific. And if the enemy can rip that away in childhood, that's what he he loves to do. And he always wants you guessing, and he don't want you to know who you really are and whose image you're really made in. And he don't want you to know that God made you male or God made you female. God didn't make mm-hmm. you to be a cat. And he didn't make you to use litter pan. He made you to be human, and he made you to be either male or female. Mm-hmm. And the enemy wants to confuse us. The enemy wants to get us always guessing, but he never wants a solid and he never wants us built upon a firm foundation. And that's the attack of the enemy. And the enemy's going to go after the vulnerable, the ones that are vulnerable. Um, And I think we always hear that, oh, the enemy goes after the, which I believe he's going after the ones who are vulnerable, the children, because he, he does know that they have destiny. He knows that God has a purpose for him. Um, But I just think about you know, the, the kids that I see that their parents are training them up in the ways of the Lord um, and their parents are teaching them truth um, and they are learning truth. Um, and I believe that 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 is what protects them from these things. Um, some things are out like aren't in our control and sometimes things they're going to be exposed to, um, especially as they get older and get out in the world, get jobs, different things like that. They're going to be exposed to things, but the more that we train them up when they're younger, the more that they're going to be able to speak up against it. Cause there's a lot of kids here that I've been around lately. Um, a lot of ones that were VBS that they, they speak the truth. Like they know the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, the truth is what truly will set them free from whatever the enemy's going to try to throw at them. Yeah. Well, um, also we want to, um, well, we're being a prayer for the school year. That was a long way around. Um, that's, that's a long ways around praying for the school year. And what we're praying for is that kids would have identity, that kids would know who Christ is and they would know the power of his resurrection and that safety would be upon all school systems. Um, you know, people think because we have a Christian academy here that we just wish the worst for the public school system. That's not the case whatsoever. We pray for them in the public school system. Um, we know there are some real great men and women of God that are there on mission and there because they know that God has sent them there. And and we pray for them and we pray for the school system to have revival. Um, we pray for football stadiums to be filled with kids hearing the gospel and being transformed by the power of the good news. And we pray for them and we pray for our academy here as well. And um, we just we we want to see the attack of the enemy on the children and on a younger generation ceased. And we're ready for the body of Christ to stand in the gap and um, be that watchman on the walls we've been talking about this week. So uh, this morning, we're going to pray for our school system, for our um, for Breck County, for Grayson. We'll pray for Jefferson and all the stuff that's going on there, because ultimately, at the end of the day, again, the kids are going to be the one to suffer the most. 
Um, and then we're going to pray for BCA here. So, Father, we thank you for our school systems. We thank you for yes, our children, Lord. God. We thank you that the body of Christ is awakening yes, and realizing Jesus, that they are truly arrows in the quiver that's going to yes, be shot Lord. out to the nations, God. And we thank you, Father, for Brett County and Grayson and Jefferson and all the surrounding counties in Kentucky, God, that you are going to breathe upon these school systems, that you're yes, going to raise Lord. up a standard, Father, that you're going to crush the ide- ideologies of the, uh, of the enemy and the tactics of the... Um, demonic forces that want to shift and change and manipulate our kids, God. We ask you, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way. And here at BCA, as our school year begins today, God, I ask you, Father, just give us a great school year. Bless the staff. Bless the children. Um, Lord, we just ask you for protection across the board. And Lord, we just thank you for all things and ultimately for revival and that all would come to know who you are and confess you as Lord and Savior. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen Amen. and amen. Well, we are progressing quite forward in um, the book of John. uh, Do you have what we left last night? Um, I think we were in verse 17 or was that too far down? I think um, we read that far because we read, um, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but you keep them from the evil one. Yeah, sounds right. Um, all right. So we're at sanctify. That's right. Cause we said that would be the good place to stop. Um, verse 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So now he's telling them, um, don't just keep them from the evil one. Um, don't just remind them they're not of the world sanctify them by the truth and what is the truth the word Mm -hmm. your word um it's the word that he had spoken but it's also the word that we are reading and um another like a little footnote thing on my esv says um set them apart for the holy service to god mm -hmm. holy service um and you know he's he's telling us to that's really what sanctification really is. He's setting us apart. He's purifying us. He's creating a distinction. And, you know, we, we don't like to, people for some reason stop talking about this because I think we were, people were saying, well, you're just holier than thou. You're this, you're that. Not with the right intention and the motivation. My, my motivation is not to be holier than thou. My motivation is just to be holy. And there should be a distinctive difference between believers and unbelievers. There should be a visible, tangible, recognizable difference between somebody who professes to be a disciple and a follower of Christ and somebody who's not. And if there's not, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, the truth is we should be holier than thou. We just shouldn't boast or, you know, be, um, what is the word? We shouldn't be like prideful, mm-hmm. but we should be holier. I yeah. mean, yeah, um, we should strive to, well, we should strive to be different um, because we are peculiar. We're to be in the world, but not of the world. There should be a distinction. It's not just um, in what we watch and, you know, it's not just what we watch and what we say, even though that should be part of it. It's how we love how we have marriages, how we raise our kids. 
there should be something that shines in the life of believers that's not evident in the life of unbelievers. There should be fruit that's evident. There should be um, things that are happening in our lives, honestly, as believers. There should be benefits of salvation. There should be evidence of um, sanctification. There should be evidence of his blessing and his protection and his guidance that's on the life of believers that there's not on unbelievers. And there should be that distinctive. And, um, you know, I, I don't think that's a prideful thing. I think that's just a biblical thing that, you know, I would say if you looked at Paul and you looked at the unbeliever, there's going to be a very big difference between how they lived life. And, the thing that concerns me a lot is the marriages in the church don't look much different than the marriages outside the church. The, the divorce rate in the church is just as high as outside the church. The way a, a lot of times, unfortunately, our kids that are raising in the church looks just like the ones that are being raised outside the church. Mm-hmm. And there should be some kind of distinction. Um, there should be a difference. And he's telling them, sanctify, set them apart creating them used for service, make them a honorable vessel. Like all of these things that scripture unravels to us, he's saying, do it, do it in them, do it in them, sanctify them, set them apart, prepare them, make them like us, Um, purify them, give them clean hands and a pure heart, make them people who represent your name well Mm -hmm. and do it by your word. And so... Um, if, if you are a believer and you have professed Christ as savior and you are following him, but there's not seeming, there's not seemingly looking like there's any sanctification. The two things I would challenge you to do is I'm not sitting here and saying, question everything about it. I'm saying, these are the two questions I want you to start with. Are you praying and are you reading the word? I believe you will advance in um, sanctification and you will progress in it if you read the word and you pray. I think it's a natural consequence because he sanctifies us by his word. Because I don't know about you, Hannah, but I'll be reading the word and then I'll be like, oh my goodness, man, that got me. And he's using the word to sanctify me. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, that's what he prayed for in John 17, sanctify them by your word. Yeah. And I think even a step further, like in the moments when we're not sitting down reading our word, like still taking in, I know you talk about listening to podcasts and different things, which I'm not saying those are like a replacement. Like I think we need to be in our word physically in our word, just us and the Lord. Mm -hmm. But I think like there's like another realm of sanctification where like you want always what what you're taking in to be things of the word mm-hmm. and things of the lord and so like listening to podcasts listening to sermons listening to whenever you're would normally be listening to other things or whenever you'd normally just be numbing out and not even thinking about the lord you know mm-hmm. um i think there's something about that and sanctification too of like always having like having our mind filled with things of the word yeah at all times. Um, and that's renewing our mind. Really, it's renewing our mind by the word of God is sanctification. It's purifying us. It's setting us apart. And so it's just important to to behold him, to behold the ways of his, 
his doings, his heartbeat, his um, word, his instructions, his commandments, all of these things is very important to get in our heart because it will sanctify us. And so um, you're reading the scripture and you're thinking, well, I'm not doing this. I'm just, I'm angry at a brother, but I've never struck a brother. But then Jesus goes out and says, well, if you're angry with a brother, you've done committed a murder. That starts to deal with your heart. And now sanctification is taking place. Or um, over and over in scripture, we see where slandering or gossiping or division or um, hostility or anything, these things that the scripture talks about, when we read it, we think, well, my goodness, that's in my heart. I need to get out. But it's not just about what we need to get out. It's also what we need to be filling it with. So it's, it's this dichotomy that's going on there. And so it's not just I need to stop saying that word. I need to meditate on what's pure and holy and just. Mm-hmm. And so the scripture just doesn't tell us what not to do. The scripture also tells us what to do. And we're sanctified not just by not doing, we're sanctified by doing as well. And it's 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 uh it's a dichotomy that they both need to be in our lives. Amen. Amen. Um so excellent. I love that discussion. Um and I'm so glad that we got through one verse in 13 minutes. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, let's, we got a few more minutes. We got, we got a few more minutes before we break. You're right. And the scripture says now in 18, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so I also send them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through their truth. So Jesus is saying there. Go ahead. Um, the ES, are you reading King James? Mm-hmm. The ESV says uh, consecrate on yes. that, the first part. It is. Um, and that's what I was getting ready to explain. The first one is the Lord Jesus praying for them to sanctify. And in this 18, he's saying, send them into the world. I mean, thou hast sent me. I'm sending them. And for their sakes, I, can, I consecrated myself before them. Jesus had no need to get rid of sin in his life. He never had sin. But what he did do is he continually set him apart from the rest of the world so they would see the example so that they also will sanctify and consecrate themselves and set them apart. So when I send them and whenever you send them, they're ready. And so Jesus is not saying there that he had to get sin out of his life. What he is saying there is he put before them continually an example of consecration or setting apart so that they can model it and see it. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about something when we come back from break, but I guess I'll, with the consecration, get a little bit into it. Um, about consecration, I think it's not always about sin like that. Like It's like kind of the next level sometimes. Yeah. And I was thinking about this morning mm-hmm. and last night too, um, even consecrating ourselves and and surrendering good things to the Lord. Like surrendering um things that great our schedule (laughs) surrendering Mm -hmm. our schedule surrendering our ministry Mm -hmm. whatever we're doing things that he's literally given us but still surrendering that and saying lord if i'm i'm willing to give anything up for you like i will give anything up i will set anything aside i will set myself aside i will do whatever you tell me to do if it means that I'm hearing your voice and I'm putting you first because I'm putting you first before a ministry mm-hmm. before anything like that. Um, and so I think that's some, sometimes things that we don't think about. I think we think so much about sin, um, and not enough about even the so quote unquote good things in our life 
holy mm-hmm. things in our life, those things can still come before the Lord if we're not careful. Those things can still, um, and He can, He still wants to, us to set ourselves apart from those things yeah. and go in the secret place with Him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we well, can talk more about that the difference between sanctification and consecration and why they are different. And um, we have, th- I think it's important to. To understand that sanctification is the work of the Spirit of purifying, setting us apart. Consecration is more about what we're doing and how we're, I mean, we still need the Spirit's help. I mean, we mm-hmm. still have to have Him empower us, yes. but it's things that we're setting ourselves apart. We don't want it. We don't want to do this. Um, we're laying ourselves down. We're surrendering. Uh, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, what is that? It's an act of consecration. I'm, I'm humbling myself. I'm setting myself apart. I'm setting apart time to pray. I'm fasting. I'm doing all these things. Those are, those are in essence, an act of separating ourselves mm-hmm. and consecrating ourselves and allowing putting things aside and Jesus set that before them all the time because he lived that life. Yeah. He, um, he didn't have a place to lay his head. He, you know, he, he wasn't worried about, you know, he didn't get married, didn't do anything like that. He just gave himself wholly to the work of the Lord. And I'm not saying the only way you can consecrate yourself is staying single all your life. <laughs> That's not what I mean. I'm just saying like for him, these were things that he did cause he didn't want nothing distracted him. And um, he gave himself and he, he continually lived a life of set apartness really for his disciples benefit mm-hmm. so that they could see what that life of consecration model looks like and how they can replicate that and how they can tap into it and the blessing and the, the glory that is within a consecrated life to God. Amen. Amen. Um, all right. So we're time for our first trivia question this morning, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. And um, again, this gets you in not this Friday, but next Friday's drawing for a two-week draw um, period here for a $20 storehouse gift card to um, at the coffee shop in Litchfield. So Monday, qu- not Monday. Friday. Thank God it's Friday. All right. Friday question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. What, where did, where was Jesus when he healed the son of an official from Capernaum? Where was Jesus when he healed the son of an official from Capernaum? 270-257-2689. We're going to be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the temple door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Isaiah 6, 1 through 4, a message from the Box 2 Radio Network, elevated talk and inspired music. All righty, we are back here in the house on this beautiful, beautiful Beautiful August the 11th, 2023, BCA starting back to school today. So please be in prayer for them. Uh, we got a winner for this trivia question here. Miss Gail Harrington got it correct, and it is Canaan. And so her name will be in the drawing for this two-week period for this storehouse coffee shop 
$20 gift card. So um, Miss Hannah's excited for her name to go in there. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, we're always excited to hear from Miss Gail. We deem her the most encouraging person in the world, even though she still is a little bit upset with me, I think. She's, st- she's still praying with for me over these not leaving the decorations up before Sunday. Oh. Um, I'm sorry, Miss. I Gale. thought you were saying uh, having to forgive you for not getting the men's choir together on Mother's Day. Well, <laughs> I tried, but you know, men they just didn't want they didn't want to budge. Um, I was gonna lead it and everything, like I was gonna sing and I was doing my vocal warm ups, <laughs> do re mi fa so la ti do. Look, Ethan has been praying the Lord will just anoint him with a good voice too. So maybe when revival comes, Miss Gail will get the desire of her heart. Yeah, you never know what happens in revival. Anybody can sing in revival. Uh, but uh, that's good stuff. I like it. Um, but no, we do love Miss Gail here. And congratulations on getting your name in for this drawing in this two-week period. And again, that's going to be for a $20 storehouse coffee gift card. I'm looking at it right now to see it. It's going to sit there pretty in front of me, so I always remind it. <laughs> really, I put it in the window so it could just, like, tease Hannah. Um, like, Hannah's got to look at it every time she looks over through the window and see the coffee shop gift card. Um, so, but no, we have said we are, when we got back, we're going to be talking a little bit more about consecration. And, um, you know, we talked about sanctification because Jesus said, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. And... And then he says, you know, as I sanctified, he don't need to get rid of sin. Jesus was saying, as I set myself apart. Yeah. And um, we are in that same boat. And so what does a consecrated life look like? Um, Some people say, well, consecrated life is a boring, miserable life. Eh. That's wrong. Um, <laughs> not the right answer. Not the right answer. You just lost the trivia. Can't get in the drawing. <laughs> You're not in the drawing for the two-week period uh, for this gift card that's staring right at Hannah. Um, and so, but, you know, it is, David talks about that. I mean, the word talks about this, is that his, his commandments are not burdensome. When we really serve the Lord, when we do what he's asked us to do, when we live a life set apart, when we live a life for him, there's blessing. And there is joy and there is peace and no amount of money could ever overcome that. No amount of money can pay for that. It's when we live and consecrate ourselves and set ourselves apart for him. Amen. Uh, It had me thinking about the verse um, in Joshua where uh, he says to the Israelites to consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. Mm hmm. And, you know, that's when Israel's uh, crossing the Jordan and that whole, I'm sure a lot of people know that story, but I don't know. I just thought about that, that the Lord will do wonders among you. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that because okay. they're at the Jordan. They're at the edge of Jordan. Um, what chapter is that in? Is it Joshua three? three yeah. Okay. And they're at the Jordan and the Lord tells them to stop. And he says, consecrate yourself. Other translations say, wash yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. 
And what's he really saying? Israel at this point still had the mourning ash of Moses. And so they would put ashes on their face to desecrate their own face, basically, or make themselves look really lowly because they were mourning Moses. And so the Lord was actually telling them to take a shower and wash the ash off their face because yesterday he was gone. And tomorrow the Lord's about to do something wonderful among them. And so he's actually commanding them to set themselves apart from the past. Mm. He's saying, wash yourself of yesterday, wash yourself of the morning. You've been in mourning long enough. You've been in this rut for far too long. Wash yourself because tomorrow I'm going to put the leaders bearing the ark in the Jordan and then it's going to split and you're going to follow them. And then you're going to see me cross over as you cross over and I'm going to be with you and I'm going to do wondrous and miracles thing, miraculous things in before you tomorrow, but he first gave them commission to wash themselves. And what are they doing? They're consecrating themselves. Mm-hmm. They're setting themselves apart from the rest. Yes. And so sometimes consecration looks like just separating ourselves from our past, separate, forgiving ourselves, letting go of things. That's setting ourselves apart. Because mm-hmm. as long as we hold on to the morning of yesterday, we'll never advance into the wondrous works of tomorrow. It'll yeah. it always bind us. And so, and we see that in other parts of scripture too, or, you know, it's like we've already quoted the, the most, one of the most famous scriptures there is, you know, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek their, seek his face and what turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. What's that meaning? It's not that they are just turning from their wicked ways. They're also praying and seeking his face. So that scripture includes things not supposed to be done and things that are supposed to be done. But it's all really in reality, consecrating ourselves and setting ourselves apart so that the Lord will heal the land. Yeah. And so consecration is a big deal. Uh, I saw another definition of consecration here. Um to devote to a purpose in a very sincere manner mm-hmm. to devote to a purpose. Cause I know like with every time of looking at consecration and like thinking about it, even today, like there's a purpose, like there's a cause for it. We're not just consecrating ourselves just to say, Oh, like we were saying earlier, we're so holy or, um, look, look how many days I've fasted or <laughs> like this. And like, there's a reason, yeah. like there's always a purpose. There's a, uh, it, it's, it's committing ourselves to the Lord and his a specific purpose for doing it. Because not that, I mean, we should be set apart regardless because we're children of the most high God, but it's for like with this, it was crossing the Jordan and mm-hmm. moving forward. And with everything, it seems like it's when you're moving forward, we have to consecrate ourselves. Yeah. Could you say it's being intentional? Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Intentional. That's our word of the year. Purposeful. Because <laughs> intentional and purposeful is kind of the same. Yeah. It's pretty much the same. I just like that. Devoting to a purpose in a very sincere manner. I like that, too. Because if we're just doing it to keep up with the Joneses, the Christian Joneses, we're going to burn out. <laughs> if we're just if we're just jumping on the bandwagon of consecration, but not really having a pure heart in it, it it's going to be bad. We'll probably fall really hard. Um, but if we if we're going into it because the Lord is calling us to do it, mm-hmm. the, the Holy Spirit is guiding us to do it. 
we are having washing our hands and having a clean and pure heart, then we will ascend with the Lord. Yep. Uh, I want to read this before we continue this consecration talk. Uh, Miss Gail says, Thanksgiving is coming up. A men's choir would be such a blessing. Make a joyful noise. It doesn't have to be pretty. God will bless the effort. Hey, that's true. Well, um, I think you did say a couple of true things. Thanksgiving is only a few minutes away, (laughs) and it might be a joyful noise. I don't know to who. But to, to the s- Lord, <laughs> oh, to the Lord. Okay, um, we'll, we'll, we will see what we can do. I, <laughs> I will put this together if the men involved promise to wear turkey hats. Um, <laughs> and so, if you will do turkey hats with me and wear a turkey hat on our head, I will make this happen. Oh, I will goodness. lead the choir. So Ethan and Jacob, and um, we'll definitely have to have Jason Miller involved in this. Um, no, but can we camp out here for a second? Just for a second. I mean, I'm taking this to an actual to a real level here. Men's choir? Yes. Uh-oh. It, I'm using this. So when a group of men get together and do something, though, it really does set the example. Like, I, I can fully come in, like, I fully believe that if a group of you got up and like since like you were actually serious about it, you weren't laughing. You were truly worshiping the Lord. All right, I know it, it seems hilarious when you think about it, but if you just do it, you're in the presence of the Lord. A group of men are up there singing. Like I truly believe that it would lead other people to break out of their comfort zone. I really do. And not only that, but like when men take their role in leadership that the Lord has given them, and they start doing things, other people follow. Well, Other people start getting, start coming in behind and joining in. I'm Joe serious. Taylor said he's in. Really? Joe Taylor said, I'm in. All right, I got me and Joe. All right, these, these are the confirmed well, all ones. All we need is two. When two or more are gathered, I mean. Joe, you better be worn up in those singing pipes. He's there. Uh, this Ms. is serious, y'all. Miss Gail said, I will wear any kind of hat gear that is required. <laughs> <laughs> I will too. I will too. Oh my goodness! Look, this I is not it. a performance, y'all. This is let, let's take this even deeper. Let let's make this some worship. Like well, it's going to have to be worship if we're singing. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cecily says that is true. This is true. Hannah, you got some. You got some testimony coming. <laughs> uh, Brother Joey gave us his. Let's see here. Uh, well, he did give me that. Oh, yeah. Dad joke of the day. Why don't eggs tell jokes? They crack each other up. Um, <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, so <laughs> so what what you're saying is that we need to consecrate ourselves and prepare ourselves for a men's choir. Yes. <sighs> and Me- even even the act of men's choir would be consecrating yourself because you're setting yourself apart for the Lord. And in pursuit and a purpose of moving forward in revival, waking some other people up, okay. get, stirring some people out of their seat. Come on. Now, I have some people. Now, in is it still permissible for like Heather to lead the song and the men <laughs> choir to sing behind her? Hey, whatever the Lord lays on the hearts. Okay. Because uh, I, I think we need to pray about this. Seriously. I mean, I could play piano, I guess, if I had to. If I play p- piano for the men's choir, do I have to sing in it? All right. If <laughs> yes, oh. if 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 I don't actually though, yeah. But if you play piano, then we wouldn't have to have any women involved. Well, Miss Cecily says, and the boys will follow 
if the dads do it. Exactly. That's what I was thinking okay. because the, I know, I know for a fact that there are boys out in the, our congregation and other churches that have talent. I actually know one in my mind right now in another church that could be very like has the anointing to be a worship leader but because of that whole like embarrassment like uh i don't i don't know why there's such a stigma around it like if you have the gift let it flow and if you don't have the gift you still sing it out to the lord you know if they are worried about embarrassment they should have saw me at um, VBS, and that would have been delivered from any kind of embarrassment. Um, no, but I'm, I like that. That is true, though, because I'm serious. The boys really will follow, um, and the girls, because when you see when you see your dad, the dads of the church getting up there, and the the, the male leaders, like you know something's How about up. this? How about a what about like a fifth Sunday men's choir? <laughs> I'm here for. I'm serious. I'm seriously. Okay. For, well, and right. the good thing about choir too. Like, it's not all on one person. Like, you're in a group, so it's blending together. So it's yeah. not. Uh, have there been women who both played the piano and sing? Yes. That's probably a shot at me saying I could play the piano and sing at the same time, too. But I don't. <laughs> I can't sing. So I can play the piano halfway. Like I, I know a little bit on it and I'm not very good, but I know a little bit on it. And, but this singing thing is beyond me. Um, so I have to practice. I have to consecrate myself and prepare myself and set myself apart. And what, what did you read the definition as? Uh, to devote to a purpose in a very All sincere, right. sincere, we gotta be sincere about this. I would have to consecrate myself for this task uh, <laughs> in a sincere way. Look, uh, you're saying this now, but as soon as you get in the presence of the Lord, you don't care what people think. You you start singing out anyways. All we got to do is just put you in a group with add Joe to the mix and then let's do it. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Here we go. Um, I mean, this is like in in essence, you know, the act of consecration for us is just willing it's it's a willingness in our own life and a resolve and a tenacity to say the lord has called me to this i'm going to set apart every aspect of my life to accomplish his assignment Mm -hmm. um whatever that looks like and the only ones consecrated are not preachers the only Mm -hmm. ones consecrated are not worship leaders that's that's a fallacy and that's a lie of of the religious spirit and system that teaches us the only ones that are really consecrated are the ones that are in full-time ministry. That's not it. You could be consecrated and be a lawyer. You could be consecrated and be a doctor. You could be consecrated and flip burgers at Walmart. I mean, not Walmart, but at McDonald's. You could be consecrated and um, be a shoe shiner in the middle of a mall. Like whatever God's called you to do when he's given you that assignment, we set ourselves apart with that. So it's not just about like living like so in you know what i do the scripture gives me qualifications Mm -hmm. so i need to consecrate myself and live to those qualifications Mm -hmm. um but it's not just about living to the qualifications it's also about preparing myself for the work and the assignment of the ministry or the calling um so if you are a doctor 
you're going to consecrate yourself for such a period as that. Like you're setting yourself apart. I want to be the most godly, best doctor, the best godly doctor I could be. So I'm going to surrender my life. I'm laying it down at his feet. Use me, mold me, shake me. I'm making my mind available. I'm making my hands available. I'm making my feet available. Um, I think everybody's supposed to make themselves a bit available to be an evangelist. I think that's what the scripture says. Everybody's to do the work of the evangelist. So we're to set ourselves and say, Lord, I set my mouth apart to be a vessel and a tool in the resources in your hand so that more people can know you because how can they be saved if they hear no preacher, Amen. if they don't hear the word and how can they hear the word if there is no preacher? I and set my hands called. apart. I set my, honestly, I think we don't focus on the actual physical body, mm-hmm. uh, giving our physical body to Christ because the functions of each part of our body are very significant and like the, the, uh, the gateways into the eyes, into the ears, into the mouth, um, all of the different gateways and the parts of our body that are supposed to, we, when we gave our life to Christ, we gave our bodies to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Yeah. And Paul, in reality, is talking about this when he says, you know, um, do not submit your members to unrighteous, but, in, you know, submit them to for the sake of righteousness. And so, um, <coughs> excuse me, that's all part to me. When I say I consecrate myself, it's not meaning I stop looking at that on the Internet or I stop saying that word when somebody cuts me off in the traffic. It's that I set myself apart wholly so that I can be used by God for the assignment that he has called me to without any inhibitors or restrictions or things that will trip me up, set aside the, set aside the sins and the issues that so easily beset us. But more than that, I'm not just cleaning the house. I want to fill the house. And so I want, I'm asking the Spirit of God to set me apart, to fill me, to baptize me with His fire, baptize me with His presence, baptize me with His Spirit. Um, if you are a doctor, Lord, I set apart these hands to be used by you for your glory and your glory alone. If you are a worship leader or your singer, a musician, you know, a part of consecration for you would be setting yourself apart, setting time apart to crap to master your gift or your craft. And it's not about pride and arrogance. It's about, you know, if, if you are called into prophetic worship, then you have to be prepared for anywhere the Lord can take you. And that's part of consecration. That's part of setting yourself apart. So getting in on the guitar or the piano or something like that, and you're just learning it. You're, you're growing in it. You're growing in the talent. You're growing in the, the skill. And so when the, the Spirit of God says, drop it to F sharp, and you're like, I don't know F sharp. Well, at that point, you do because you you prepared. You've set yourself apart. Yeah. And it's not about being the best piano It's player. It's about being a piano player that can go anywhere the Spirit of God wants to take you to do. That's all, to me, part of consecration. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't agree, but I do no, believe No, I do. It. I do. And even with singing, like I think— Sometimes you're like, oh, well, you just get, you can't really practice singing, but it's not even, I don't think about practicing. It's about getting in the secret place. I think even, instru- I think even the musicians, I think all of us, the Lord's really been speaking to me about worshiping in the secret place, mm-hmm. worship, like having our own part, not just practicing, like actually entering into his courts in the, when we're by ourselves at home mm-hmm. before we come to church, because if we can worship in his presence there, we can, we can cultivate and worship in his presence in a corporate setting. 
and the get, getting the word in us, especially like for singers, because the Lord, uh, I know Lance used this terminology a lot when he was here, the psalmists. He was saying the psalmist. And I think that's something the Lord wants us to start getting the scripture, start singing the scripture. I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't, I mean, the Lord will, if you're in the Lord's presence, it will flow. You will yeah. get into that flowing. And, and I do think even, you know, we don't want to manufacture it because we want it to be raw and authentic and spontaneous, but flowing will come the more we get used to being in the Lord's presence and just flowing with him. So. Yeah. Well, we're going to make room um, for our next break because we're going to get our second trivia question out. And then we're going to have uh, Miss Megan Fortner. She's calling in and going to be with us for 30 minutes. And then Brother Bjork will be with us at 830. And so we've Amen. got a couple of great guests coming up. But here, second trivia question of the morning. It's a real easy one for you. I want your name in for this drawing. So whoever wins can donate it back to Hannah. Um, <laughs> what color are the four horses? Oh, this is sponsored by the Higdaland Survey and what color are the four horses in the book of Revelation? What color are the four horses in the book of Revelation? We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. You're listening to the Box 2 Radio Network. WBFI 91.5 FM, McDaniels, Hardinsburg, Litchfield. 98.3 FM, Owensboro, Kentucky. WBFK 91.1 FM, Glasgow, Kentucky, and Highsville. Download the free Box 2 Radio app to your phone and listen live anywhere, anytime. Or listen on the website, box2radio.com. We are the Box 2 Radio Network, elevated talk and inspired music. All righty, we are back here on the Mornings of Box 2 Radio broadcast on this beautiful August 11, 2023. And we have on the phone with us Miss Megan Fortner. How are you doing, Miss Megan? Good morning. I'm blessed. How are y'all? Uh, we're oh, kicking. We're, good. we're, we're kicking. Stirred. <laughs> we're so stirred. We, we might just be having a men's choir here soon. And Aaron oh, and Aaron's leading it. Whoa. I didn't say nothing about leading it. Uh, Brother Frank got the answer for the trivia question. I will say this. It, it, um, let me read that real fast. The four horsemen are, um, they are white, red, dark, and pale. But he said, and he was telling me about his his wife who reads the Bible and sings to him every day and stuff like that. And he said, uh -huh. but, but I need my I need my pastor to do that too. So um, he said, you got to get up there and sing. I said, come on. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love Brother Frank. He's such a, a great, great man of God. Um, and so, but um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll pray about this. Miss Megan, how are things going over in your, your side of the world over there? Oh, they're going great. Busy, but a blessed busy. So everything's going great. I can never complain. Amen. Amen. I know uh, people so enjoyed um, the women's conference that was here back in June and um, a lot of testimonies, a lot of reports. And thank you again for coming and doing that for those two days. And I know um, I know it, the Lord really moved in a strong way. Oh, glory to God. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. And I just enjoyed to see the ladies, you know, come forward and, and you just see them rejoicing and just see chains fall off. And, you know, I just love it all. I love how God works. Yeah. Amen. Well, well I got to ask, how's Lloyd? Um... <laughs> he's, he's still the green ninja, let me yes. tell you. He's, it's, it was like, okay, so our hottest week here, he wanted to wear that zip-up hoodie outside, and I'm telling him, like, boy, I'm telling you, it's so hot. So he puts it on, 
And he walks out and he says, but I'm the green ninja. I'm Lloyd. And <laughs> so he named one of our kittens Lloyd, too. So we have a kitten named Lloyd now, too. So I love that yeah. kid. I love him. <laughs> He's all about it. <laughs> uh, we just got out of VBS last week. And... Uh, and I don't know. I I love working with kids. Uh, I should have been yeah. a kids pastor. That's what I should. Have. I missed my call. I should have been a kids pastor. <laughs> they do flock to you. Uh, I love kids. Yes. I don't know why I love yes. kids so much, but. <laughs> well, well, you're good at it because he talks about. You know, he would talk about you. Um, he still talks about you. And then whenever I seen the VBS stuff, I was showing him and. He always, he keeps saying, Mom, we need to go back and see Pastor Aaron. Oh, yes. like, come on. You know, he doesn't talk about a lot of people like that. So just so you know, you've made an impact on him even before the, you know, the hoodie and stuff. He he still talks about you to this day. So. Well, next time he comes back, we're going to the trampoline park, and we'll show some real ninja skills. He'll <laughs> right. love that. We're going to the trampoline park next time. Uh, oh, Ethan man. will volunteer to help you out on that mission. <laughs> That holy mission. <laughs> we're doing a holy mission to the trampoline park to practice our ninja skills. <laughs> oh, well, I'm thankful for the joy of the Lord this morning. You just, Amen. the one thing I love about you, Megan, is that you just carry the joy of the Lord so strongly and it's contagious. Um, and I'm just thankful for, like you said, that same spirit of faith that we have, that same spirit of joy that we have. Um, and I truly believe that the anointing that you carry when you came here and, and you spoke that something was ignited in a group of women. And I don't even think it was only the women. I think it was just released into the atmosphere because, um, I think pastor Aaron actually preached some, or he mentioned something about this when he preached after maybe a few weeks after you were gone, that, um, the, the women's conference was like, it set the stage for some things that have been taking place. Um, and the Lord, the Lord had an appointment. He had a plan. Um, and I'm just, I'm thankful, very thankful for just everything that you're doing. Um, everything the Lord has called you to do and anointed you to do. Oh, well, praise God. I mean, God's so good. And I think, you know, the people that when God pulls us up out of the pit and sets our feet firmly on the rock of Jesus, it teaches us who we are and, you know, grows us in and tells us, hey, listen, you know, you're going to have trials and tribulations on this earth. You know, be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. And you realize that Jesus is really, you know, the Holy Spirit's really living on the inside of you. So you realize that, hey, when trials and tribulations come, you can really overcome because he's already overcome and you have the victory and you just stand strong in that. But, you know, I really feel like where I've come from and where God has taken me is really a part of, a big part of the reason why I am who I am Amen. and why I love to do what I do because I love to teach people the same thing of like how you can get from here to here. So it's just something that God has made me a vessel for and I am so thankful for it. Amen. Wow. Um, I have this quote here that kind of I feel like relates to, to what you're just talking about because I feel like, um, well, I know from your testimony, like you went from <clears throat> a, like a lack of identity, not knowing who you were to the Lord, really just like, what, what is the word I'm trying to look for? Settling you, like, uh, planting you in your identity in him, planting mm -hmm. you in, in what he's called you to do, who he has said that you are. Um, and, and so 
there's something about feeling like you're an outcast, feeling like you're an orphan, these things. Um, and so I'm going to read this quote real quick. Without knowing what you mean to the Father, you will live your life constantly trying to prove yourself worthy of something that you were already qualified for. That is good. That uh, is powerful. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And it's so true. It's because you go from being having an orphan mindset or uh, like a lot of the um, current deliverance um, trainings and things like that. They talk about like an orphan spirit. Um, mm-hmm. And so just feeling like you are you don't know who you are, that you're just alone, that you're you don't have that identity, but knowing, knowing what we mean to the father. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think in your testimony, I mean, in my testimony as well, but the thing I love about your testimony is when the, the Lord spoke to you, um, on that swing, um, and he, and you were ready to give up. You were ready to lay it all like, Lord, I, I'm not doing this anymore. But then he Mm -hmm. tells you who you are and the plans that he has for you, that if you, if you live for him, then he will, if you seek first the kingdom, he will add all these things unto you because of how much you mean to him and how valuable you are to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good because, you know, once you really see, like you said, once you really see your true value to him and what the reason is that you're here, you know, you, you realize that all these things that you once thought were most important that made you who you are, is really not anything at all that's important because, you know, when it, it talks about in the Bible that, you know, what you, what you leave on this earth, you know, like all your things, all your whatever, you know, dust and moths and all that's going to eat it up. But what you have in heaven is eternal and you have, you know, Amen. robes and you have the crowns of glory and all those things, you know, and rewards. You really, you really look at your walk here on this earth like, okay, I want to have the rewards. I want to have the crown. You know, I want to have all the things in heaven because that's where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that's where I'm living. I'm living kingdom minded and I'm already, I, you know, I already see heaven, you know, so like when I'm in the spirit, I'm already in the spirit realm. So, you know, and it's a, such an amazing time when you're in the spirit with God, you're like, wow, this is really what it's going to be. So then you just look at it like, okay, I'm kingdom minded instead of worldly minded. So everything here that I have doesn't matter. And who I thought I was, you know, with the college basketball and being the athlete and being a star and all those things really means nothing. You know, it really meant nothing yeah. to who I am for real in the kingdom of God. Amen. But, you know, it's um, it's funny that you brought up the basketball because I was just thinking about as, um, as you were talking and, and we were talking about identity of how the Lord will use like the qualities that he p- created us with for his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like we used yeah. to use those qualities for the things that we served, which I'm sure for a, a while you talked about how basketball was your identity. Like that was your place where you found your worth. Mm-hmm. You, you p- channeled all your energy into that. Um, but it's amazing to see, like, I'm sure you can notice those qualities um, that you, that, that you used in basketball that the Lord is using for his kingdom, like, um, the, the striving to be the best of the best. I know you've talked about that. Um, the being a cheerleader, like being a cheerleader, like to, you know, want your team to win. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and, and so I see so many qualities that I, that I can see that you would have used in your basketball career, but the Lord is using those for his kingdom, like for your career with him. Like, and it's so awesome. Um, Greg Carwell, he was here the other day and he was talking about how 
he used to like spend so much of his time um, playing video games. And then the Lord really spoke to him like that, you know, this is too much. Like you're spending too much time with this. Like you're putting too much of your energy into this. And he talked about how that the night that he first realized that, that he, he, it's like the Lord channeled that energy that he would put into games all the time and transferred it into a, a deep love for the word of God. And so he said he spent yeah. hours in the word of God one night <laughs> and he said his wife went from getting, you know, getting upset about that time to what the, and what in the world you're spending that much time in the word. Like, yeah. and I don't think that was a knock to her, but it was just how, how passionate he was about it and that spoke to me so much because that I, that's what i'm seeing in a lot of people is like we think that you know we were created certain ways and that i think we forget to see how the lord he created us with these things he doesn't want us to just lose who he created us to be yeah. we are going to be changing and morphing into who he has called us to be and being sanctified like we've talked about today on the broadcast but those qualities those those things that make us unique about who we are he we probably were already we were doing we were using those unique things we were just using it for the wrong kingdom before and now we're using it for his kingdom and it's just (laughs) awesome awesome to see yeah it's amazing because well on my live last night so i had my you know my faith and fire podcast last night and what we were talking about was like this very same thing how um so i'm competitive you know and um i love to compete i like to play sports you know i love to do those things and I'm very strong-minded. I'm strong-willed. You know, I'm very bold and confident. Um, one thing about me, though, I wasn't much of a cheerleader, but God's created me to be one because that's a part of who we are is to cheer our fellow brothers and sisters Amen. on, you know, and encourage. But one thing that we were talking about last night was, like, exactly what you're just saying. So my competitiveness is now a competitiveness, but it's in love and it's in um you know, being mindful of other people, the words that I speak, you know, is it going to hurt somebody else? Is it going to uplift somebody? So it's really thoughtful in that. And um, so the things about you before that may have been not good, but it was a quality or a characteristic of who you are, what God does is he perfects that in you into the way that he wants it to be in you, but he still wants you to be competitive because that's a part of who you are. But now he's changed that competitiveness into a positive thing, into changing you into who he's perfected and created you to be so it's exactly what you're saying and that's what I love because he taught me in basketball as soon as I stepped on the court Megan it's time to flip a switch it's 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 go mode it's time to go like here we are (laughs) you're you're gonna you know you're competing let's go so what I what he showed me in this because I was like okay God I feel like when it's time to fight you know the fight of faith I feel like I flip a switch and he was talking to me about how I created you to have that. So whenever the fight comes, you flip the switch and you're not all caught up in your emotions. You're not getting depressed. You're not being anxious. You're not doing all these things. You're flipping the switch where you're like, all right, I'm in the fight of faith and it's time to go. And you're in that mode, but you're in that mode and also teaching people how to do it and walking in love, but you're not giving in to all the things that the devil would try to spiral you into like he used to. Amen. So he yeah. uses it for his glory. So he's not going to change who you are, but he's going to change the things about you that need to be who he's created you to be. But it's still a part of who you are, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, the, sancti- yeah, the so sanctification. Good. And it's it's cool how this is all 
connecting this morning because um, <clears throat> we were in John 17 and we were talking about Jesus was talking about the sanctification. And then he later talks about how he is sanctifying himself, setting himself apart. Um, yeah. And then talks about how they're going to set themselves apart and they will be, you know, continue to be sanctified. Um, but it was just eye-opening for us the esv version said consecrating and so we talked about consecrating a lot this morning um and just the importance of setting ourselves apart and um i I looked up another definition of that and it was devoting um to a purpose let me find it to devote to a purpose in a very sincere manner and i just i love that because and I know you can attest to this is, you know, when you're answering the call that God has for you, I mean, we, consecration has to become a norm. Um, consecration has to be something. It's not that we're all like feeling obligated to do, but we become second nature to us. Um, and that we are, we're in prayer, we're fasting, we're doing whatever it takes to, to separate ourselves, to set ourselves apart and to, and to, always be in the Lord's presence no matter what it costs. Yes. Yeah, because if we keep our gaze firmly planted on on the Lord, we don't, all the things that go on around us or all the things that the devil tries to do to us, like you said, being in prayer and having that relationship with him and all those things, but we keep our gaze firmly planted on Jesus, his word, the word of God. You know, you're, you are sanctifying yourself. Like you said, you're you're focusing on the right things, so therefore the wrong things can't come in. Mm-hmm. So then he's setting you apart. He's putting you over here, and you're putting yourself over here because he's like, okay, listen to me. When when you need me, I'm here. When you don't need me, I'm here. And when, <laughs> But whenever things come, I'm here. So keep your gaze firmly implanted on me. Stay in the Word. Eat your bread in the morning. Put it in your heart. So then whenever you start to walk through the day, you know that I'm here even though you haven't, you know, you know that I'm here because I'm here. I never leave you nor forsake you, but you're walking your day in me all day. And I love that, how he's so good and he's so loving and he's always there. Any second that I may get ready, like the devil comes and I may trip or I'm, I, I see the, you know, the cord where he's trying to trip me up. The Holy Spirit always says, uh-uh, Megan, don't go there. Don't go there. And I'm like, okay. And so, you know, he protects you, he guides you, and he, like you said, he sets you apart. And that, for me, was one of the biggest things when I was giving my life back to Christ and following him was whenever I read that where it says he sets us apart. He sets us all apart because he loves us so much, and he creates us into who he wants us to be because he loves us so much. And he has, like you said, all those things for us that are a part of who we are, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, the fruits of the Spirit, but also the love. You know, you're patient, you're kind, and the love that he showed to me is the love that I want to show to everybody else. So then I sit there and I'm like, why would I not, why would I not want to be in him? And how could I ever think that I was less than anything that he's ever created me to be? Because first of all, he sets me apart. Second of all, I'm precious to him. My name is spoken in the throne room, and he's going to give me everything that I ever need. You know what I mean? He's giving me everything that I ever need. How could I ever think less of myself than what he ever thinks of me? Amen. That's so good. I remember remember um, you saying that when you were here about the throne room. I think that Mm. we were all, like, really thinking about that because a lot of different (laughs) women had came up to me, and we were just soaking in that, like, wow. 
Like, yeah. just imagine, like, just knowing that our na- our name is meant, like, mm-hmm. when our name is mentioned in the throne room. Mm-hmm. Like, how, yeah. how, like, it, it's so powerful. <laughs> like, it is. And I think we take a lot of things for granted. Like, we take the Lord's presence. The, we take the, the glory and the mysteries and all of these things that um, I think the Lord is wanting us to truly, like, get reverence back like be reverent Mm -hmm. and be um to have a fear of the lord not you know actually being afraid of the lord but fear of the lord and and just obedience being a lifestyle like like all of these things that are like exactly how jesus lived in submission to the father um and uh it's just so good it's so good what the lord's teaching (laughs) right now it's so good um the depths that we're going as we die to ourselves. Yes. Well, I mean, and then just even you just saying, you know, you know, dying to ourselves and being in the Lord and just making sure that we're focused on him and doing what we want. But then I, you know, the throne room thing, when we go back to that, you know, you could be following Christ for 16 years, 17 years, five years, three years, one year, six months. Okay. And, um, you you know that the Bible talks about how, you know, God talks, your name is in the throne room, your name is in the book of life, and you know all those things. But then when you really get a prophecy like I did, and you hear, today we spoke your name in the throne room, it hits you in a totally different way. And I have never forgot that. But I, I want to say this to everybody who's listening right now. When you're following the Lord and you're being obedient and God sees you in your weakest moments, and God sees you in your strongest moments, God sees you all the time. He still speaks of you in the throne room. So think about that. Think about how um, important you are to him and how much he loves you and how proud he is of you when you follow him, that he's speaking your name in the throne room as the angels are flying around and he's sending angels out on assignment for you. Think about that. This is what he's doing for you. Don't Not just because that was spoken to me, but I tell you what, I cried the whole night after somebody told me that, and I will never forget the fact that God talks about us in the throne room your name is spoken in the throne room and he sends angels out on assignment for you to protect you to guide you that when you feel weak and you fall back he pushes you forward i'm telling you he's doing that for you so really take that in this morning i want you to take that in this morning and and tell yourself sit there and just think about that god is talking about me in the throne room and he loves me he's with me he sends angels out on assignment for me and he never leaves me and if he can do that, oh, how important I really am to him here. And how important you are to everybody else that's sitting waiting on you today. It's so good. It makes an impact in your life that will never change. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God. Yeah, and I think, I think we are getting to this place in the body of Christ where we have to be consumed about what the Lord is saying about us rather than what people are saying about us. Come on. Um, We just, we have to start seeking the the kingdom first, above all. We have to, like, what Jesus, like, if Jesus is mentioning my name, if Jesus, like, if Jesus is saying good things about me, if I'm seeking his opinion of me, pleasing the Father, all of these things, then everything else will just start to become just doesn't like won't matter like opinions lofty speech like i talked about this the other night like 
all of the chatter, all of the noise, all of the any demonic um, word, any anything that's spoken will not even touch us. Like it, it might touch us, but it'll fall right off. It'll fall yeah. right off because that's not where we're living anymore. We're ascending to higher higher levels. Like I, I think you talked about that when you were here. Um, at the women's conference. Um, yeah. And Aaron talks about this a lot is that like bird's eye view, you know, like the ascending higher with the Lord flying high above all of the, the yeah. mess. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I just want to encourage people that are listening right now to get out of that noise, to get mm-hmm. out of the, the mess and ascend, um, ascend the mountain of the Lord, climb the mountain of the Lord with him um, and just start focusing on what Jesus is saying about you. Yeah, and that's so important, and it's so powerful, because when you focus your gaze to Jesus, like we said earlier, and you know who you are and what you have, and you know that your name is mentioned in the throne room, and you know that you're walking in what the Lord wants, and maybe you're weak one day, and he, the joy of the Lord, your strength, and you become strengthened by Him, because you know how much He loves you, I'm telling you, it gives you a boldness and confidence to where you go into a place that you may not have went to before because you knew that that's the lion's den because you know what's going on there. But God's like, stop. Like I I use Walmart as an example when I'm talking to somebody in my hometown, you know, (laughs) with a lot of things that are going on. I talk about Walmart, my hometown, like people like to talk about your issues and your things and, you know, (laughs) things that may be going on in your life. So that happens here too. That hits home here too. But that's what God did to me. So when all this stuff started starting again for my family, I did not want to go into town because I'm like, I just don't want to listen to the noise. And I kid you not, y'all, it's like I would go to Walmart and then I'd come home and I'd forget something and God says, nope, you need to go back. You need to show your face because when you show your face and you're walking in the Lord, you're showing my face. You're showing my glory. So in this time of this storm, Megan, I want you to still show up. I want you to show out for my goodness and show my my glory and show my love. And I want you to walk into that lion's den, head up, shoulders back, smile on your face. And I want you to glow for me because you've been in my presence. And he said, and so I just want you to go show up. Just go show up. And he said, and don't, you know, he's like, don't listen to the noise. So what we're saying here all together is your name's in the throne room. You are set apart. You are a child of God. When you're in the presence of God, you show up, you grow up, and you glow up. And then when you glow up and you go out, you're going to walk into a lion's den with a boldness and confidence, a joy and love in your heart that you would have never had before because you know how important you are to God and you know how important what he wants you to do is for you and for everyone else that you're going to come in contact with. So whenever you go into the lion's den, you got your head up, your shoulders back, your smile, and you're bold, you're confident, you're in the love of God. It doesn't matter what pe- the looks you get. It doesn't matter the talks behind your back. What matters is you showed up and you showed everyone who Jesus is in you. Amen. Amen. Well, do you have any last uh, th- things to share with us this morning? We're running out of time. We never have enough time. We need a whole hour next time. <laughs> now, I just, I love you and I thank you for this radio station. It's making an impact all over the world. Anybody who can tune in on the app and all those things. And um, I just want you and Pastor Aaron and everybody who's listening to know that you guys are such a blessing. And you guys, this stuff that you're doing is bigger than you'll ever know. And um, uh, just keep doing what you're doing. I just pray blessings over you guys. And I just know that there's big and mighty things in store for y'all. So I can't wait to see it come to pass. But big things are coming. 
Amen. Before you go, Miss Megan, tell them how you can get to your podcast and the resources that you have available. Yes, sir. So my podcast is Faith and Fire with Megan Fortner. You can find it on YouTube and any podcast platform. We usually release every a new episode every Friday morning. Sometimes it may be later, depending on when I do the podcast, because the recording sometimes may be Thursday, so it's later. I um, have a book called I Cried and He Heard Me, if you'd like that. It's a book full of testimonies. Um that you guys can get it's a it's an ammunition i'm telling you it'll give you ammunition it'll set you set you in the power mode and ready to go and then i'm also actually getting ready to release a new book called the next best you which will be coming out uh i think in september so uh we'll be ready for that because it's getting ready to drop and i'm telling you the holy spirit showed up big in that chapter so i'm excited amen, amen. all right yeah. thank you so much miss megan hopefully yeah. we'll see you soon and you make sure you tell yeah. lloyd that i miss him and that we're going <laughs> to go to the trampoline park soon i will tell him thank you so much yes have a blessed day love you right. thank see. you bye you bye all righty well we are going to take a break here we're going to be right back here after the break on mornings of box two radio on the box two radio network We would like to thank Higdon Land Surveying for being an underwriter and sponsor of Mornings with Box 2 Radio. Through their partnership, we are able to continue to spread the gospel to the nations. Higdon Land Surveying services Grayson County and all surrounding counties. They are located at 1265 Nelson Road in Clarkson, Kentucky. Their text phone number is 270-230-6752. Their email is higdon216 at gmail.com. Thank you again to Higdon Land Surveying for being an underwriter and sponsor of Mornings with Box 2 Radio. Ministry to the Nations. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him. With Pastor Lyndon Frost. There has to be a brokenness. There has to be a shame. There has to be conviction in order for God to accept your repentance. Friday mornings at 9. It's more than saying, I'm sorry. There'll be a change in your heart. To every nation with every word. For if any man or woman for that matter be in Christ, they are a new creature. All things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Every local church, every local church can have the results that the book of Acts has. Ministry to the Nations with Pastor Lyndon Frost. Friday mornings at 9 on the Box 2 Radio Network. Deborah Morgan Realtor is an underwriter of the Box 2 Radio Network and a nine-year veteran within the realtor profession. She's a certified residential specialist, Berkshire with Hathaway Home Services, serving the Glasgow area. She offers real estate transactions, selling, buying farms, business, and residential properties. Located at 100 East Public Square, Glasgow, Kentucky, 42141. And her number for more information is 270-670-2781. Thanks to Deborah for helping us advance God's kingdom through the Box 2 Radio Network.